The process of landing and Western banking job offers can often feel like a black box, which leads to confusion and anxiety for most of the candidates going through it. Hey, my name is Sam Shaw, and I'm the founder of Wall Street Mastermind. I've personally coached numerous students on how to successfully break into top tier investment banks, including Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, JP Morgan, Centerview, Evercore, and PJT Partners, just to name a few. On this podcast, I'm going to help you demystify the investment banking recruiting process by sharing what the clients of Wall Street Mastermind have done to get results like these. Enjoy this episode. Hey guys, if you like the content on this episode today, I want you to go and click the subscribe button to make sure that you get all of our future content as well, because I've been putting out probably three of these episodes every single week, all with investment banking recruiting advice that's going to benefit you and help you get that job that you want. Okay, so go and click the subscribe button now. Now for today, what I want to talk about is the five most common types of investment banking behavioral questions that you should expect to get in an interview. Okay, uh, I've talked about this previously in another episode where I said that one of the most common uh, mistakes that we see for why people uh, struggle with behavioral interviews is because they don't know what questions to expect on the interview. So more than half the time when people mess up uh, during a behavioral interview, it's because they get asked a question that they weren't expecting. Right. And when an interviewer asks you a question that you weren't expecting or you think, you know, they just threw a curveball at you. Uh, oftentimes people freeze up and they don't know how to respond. So then they start stuttering and then they uh, eventually, you know, force themselves to come up with some sort of answer on the spot. Um, and the interviewer can tell when you're just uh, kind of making stuff up on the fly, right? Unless you're just like really good at doing stuff like that, but most people are not, right? And so this is one of the most common pitfalls that we see with uh, investment making interviews. And so today I just want to kind of help you with that by giving you a heads up on kind of like what are the most common uh, behavioral interview questions that you might get asked. Now, we're not going to go through like every single question, obviously, like there's technically an unlimited number of questions that they could possibly ask you, right? So that's not the point of this exercise. But I do want to kind of bucket these questions into the five major categories so that you know kind of like how to think about it, okay? Um, So the first one is, what we call the guaranteed questions, all right? So in terms of the guaranteed questions, uh, there's really three of them in here. There's tell me about yourself or walk me through a resume. This one is like always gets asked, probably one of the first questions, right? So you gotta have a good answer for that. Um, it really establishes your first impression to the interviewer, right? So also, why do you wanna do investment banking? You obviously gotta know that. Um, and then why do you wanna work for our bank specifically? Like what's the difference between you know, Goldman Sachs versus Morgan Stanley versus JP Morgan versus uh, Deutsche Bank, right? Uh, and so those are, you know, kind of like the holy trinity or the guaranteed questions, uh, at least as far as we're concerned. And so every single candidate we work with, like you have to make sure your answers for those three questions are amazing, okay? So that's the first category. The second category is what I call resume questions. So obviously for resume questions, um, every time you interview, they're going to have your resume in front of them, right? And so... Whatever it is that you're representing on your resume in terms of experiences that you've had in the past and things that you've done, you're going to have to be prepared to talk about each of those experiences in detail. You know, I talked about this in another episode. Uh, I talked about like what not to put on your resume. And the things that you don't want to put on your resume are the things that you can't talk about intelligently, right? Or sometimes people make the mistake of um, making stuff up on their resume or exaggerating on their resume. And sometimes it's really obvious when you do that. 
And the bankers can tell when someone's probably lying, right? And so if they drill down and start asking you a bunch of follow-up questions about something that you say you did or about a specific bullet point that you wrote, you got to be prepared to answer those questions, okay? Um, the other reason why people trip up on the resume questions a lot is, quite frankly, because their resume is kind of weak. Like they don't have a lot of relevant experience to talk about. Right. And so that's why it's so important to build up your resume, too, not just so that you have a resume that looks good, but also because it's going to serve as the foundation of a lot of your answers during your actual interview. And it's going to um, also kind of steer the interview in the direction that you want to go. in. Right. So what you put on the resume has to be strategic. OK. The third group is what I call strengths and weaknesses questions. So this is pretty straightforward, but they're going to ask you about your strengths. And they're going to ask you about your weaknesses, right? Sometimes you're going to ask for multiple strengths and multiple weaknesses. So you, you want to have more than one prepared, okay? Or sometimes you give them one, they don't really like it. They'll ask you for another one, right? And sometimes they also won't ask you these questions uh, in like a super straightforward way. They won't just say like, hey, so what is your greatest weakness, right? Um, they might ask you in like a different way. So for example, hey, um, what is your, you know, what, what is like one thing? What is your biggest failure? That you've ever had like that could be a weakness question right or hey if i were to talk to your uh, former boss you know what would they tell me about you like that could be a strength or a weakness question or both right and so there's um other ways that they could ask these questions you're like hey um you know i see you go to you know xyz non-target school well we have a bunch of uh, candidates applying from harvard and stanford and yale and all these schools so like why should we hire you over them that's a strength question right and so you gotta be able to recognize that um, when you're going through the interview so that you know what they're really getting at. And, and otherwise, sometimes what will, ha- will happen is when they ask you in a, in a different way than what you're expecting, a lot of people kind of um, get caught off guard and they freeze up and then they, they kind of get thrown off, right? Um, and so that's the third bucket. The fourth bucket is what I call situational questions. So this is like questions that start with, tell me about a time when dot, 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 right? Like, so tell me about a time when you demonstrated leadership. Tell me about a time when you overcame a challenge. Tell me about a time we had to work in teams. Tell me about a time when you, um, I don't know, uh, had, a, ha, had a failure, when you failed at something. Tell me about a time when you had to uh, work on a really tight deadlines. Tell me about a time when you couldn't, uh, couldn't, couldn't finish your work on time. Tell, like, could be whatever, right? But, of course, there are a certain set of situational questions that banks are more likely to ask because, ultimately, it doesn't make sense for them to ask you about situations that they don't care about, right? There are certain traits and qualities that they care about and that they're looking for in their hires and those are typically the type of situations that that they're going to ask you for and so for each of these situations you want to have a good example prepared that you can basically you know use in your interviews okay Um, the last type of question here is market related questions so um, these are uh, this is you know even more important if you're going for like sales and trading and stuff but even in investment banking they're going to want to know that you follow the markets they want to know like you know what's going on in the economy they want to know that you've been following the transactions that have been going on in the space, um, especially if you're in, uh, interviewing with the industry-specific group or maybe like a smaller bank that focuses on a certain niche, that you're going to want to know the, uh, the, the deals that have been happening in their specific space, right? whether it's IPOs or M&A deals. Um, also, you know the trends that are going on uh, in that market or in that industry. Uh, you know who the players are. Um, having stock pitches prepared, you know, uh, both maybe on the long side and the short side. So... There's a lot of different uh, types of market-related questions that they could ask you. Um, and so you got to be prepared for that. This is one area where I feel like a lot of students are just totally unprepared in because 
they didn't even know that they had to know this stuff. Right? So those are the five categories of questions that you really got to know. And um, look, like within each of these categories, obviously we can get more granular and go into, you know, all the different types of questions that they can ask under each bucket. Um, I might do that in another episode on another day, but just for now, just know that these are the five things. Make sure you check your boxes on these. Um, and then, you know, if you if you have good answers prepared for these, you're going to be in pretty, pretty good shape for your behavioral interviews. Okay, of course, there's like other things like occasional brain teaser, although I, I believe those are becoming less and less popular over time um, and stuff like that. But uh, if you know these, um, then you're going to be probably in better shape than 90% of the people out there. Okay, so hopefully that helps you guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. Interested in discovering how you can get personalized one-on-one coaching from Wall Street Mastermind to help you beat out the massive amount of competition out there? Head on over to www.wallstreetmastermind.com slash apply. And the street is abbreviated to ST, so it's really wallstmastermind.com slash apply. And our team looks forward to speaking with you.